Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Just Like You Show. I am your host, Alexis Christine, and I am a spiritual mindset coach and Reiki master, helping women break through their limiting beliefs, rewire their brain, and manifest the life of their dreams. Just Like You is a podcast for all of the divine souls looking for guidance on their healing and ascension journey. We explore the depths of the universe, hold space for vulnerable conversations about spirituality and self-development, delve into the esoteric things like how to manifest, star seeds, the astral realm, and shed light on taboo topics such as plant medicine and so, so much more. I am honored that you are here to take this journey with me. I want everyone listening to be able to leave each episode feeling inspired and having learned something tangible to take away into their day-to-day life. If you feel called to work with me or explore this work deeper, please reach out at imalexischristine.com or you can DM me on Instagram at iam.alexischristine. Hello, hello everyone and welcome back to the Just Like You Show. I'm your host, Alexis Christine. And today we're just going to jump right into it. We are going into part two of my ayahuasca journey. So this is going to be about my second ever ceremony with ayahuasca, which happened now about probably a month and a half ago. Um, I ended up going on a plant medicine retreat in uh, just an hour and a half outside Mexico City, up in the mountains, situated on this energy vortex, which, oh my gosh, you guys. I don't know what an energy vortex does specifically. It's just like a whole lot of energy, but it drained the living daylights out of me. This whole retreat, I was just so exhausted. I kept having to like take breaks from the group and just go sit on my own in the room. And I just felt like I never had any energy. It was the craziest thing. I've never been on an energy vortex before, at least for long periods of time. And I think that mixed with the fact that you're like on a retreat with people 24-7 just absolutely drained my soul. Um, So that in itself is already like your girl's tired. But the retreat was amazing. I had so much fun. I met so many magical souls. And it was about a week long. So when we got there, we did some other things first. We did a combo session. Um, We did a bufo session, which was optional. And we were eating super, super clean. So we were doing the typical Aya, um, like pre-Aya diet, which is basically no processed foods, no meat, no dairy. It's essentially fruit and vegetables. And even that, there's like certain fruit and veg you can't have because you're not supposed to have anything acidic. So things like pineapple, tomatoes, that sort of thing is not really ideal for your system either. And this is just because there's certain things in these foods that block the receptors in your brain that interact with DMT. So the more you have of it, the less of an experience, well, not less of an experience, but um, like your body might not work with the medicine as well, if that makes sense. So we were doing that, you know, feeling super good body wise. Like I felt so clean, so natural, so just amazing. But yeah, energy was dead. So night of the ceremony, we ended up fasting from breakfast. So my previous ceremony, I'd fasted for a full 24 hours before the ceremony. And for this one, we ate breakfast, I think around nine-ish and then fasted. And I believe, I don't really have the times for this one, but I think we started around 10-ish. 1030. Maybe I'm like trying to brainstorm this in my mind, but I think that was it. And it was super cool because we had a very highly sought after shaman come and provide this ceremony for us. His name was Crispin and he came with 
three assistants. They were from Colombia, so they didn't really speak English. So it was like all very, um, I don't want to say like foreign, but it was like he would say things in Spanish and then whoever would translate would say like probably half of what he said, very simplified. So it was it was a very different experience to the other one I'd had where everyone spoke English and you knew exactly what was happening and when and, you know, but it was it was still beautiful. I'm not saying that it was bad. I'm just trying to show the differences between the two ceremonies because it's going to be different with every uh, facilitator and shaman you do it with. So again, we made our little beds outside on the floor. <laughs> the fire wasn't in front of us this time. It was next to us, um, like on the side. So we didn't get to feel as much of the heat, um, which was sad because it was so cold. You guys, I don't know why. In my brain, like Mexico equals hot, right? And like this is in June. It's the summertime. I think it's going to be hot. Tell me how. In the mountains, it's not hot. It's actually kind of cold. I was not prepared. I don't know why my brain didn't clock on because like obviously the mountains are up high, like they're going to be cold. But I think I just have this view of Mexico from growing up in North America that like it's just always hot. And like it was only my like the first time I went to Mexico was for my first ayahuasca ceremony. So it's not like I'd spent a lot of time in that country and like seen anything else. So anyways, it was cold. We didn't have the fire, which was sad. Um, But we started again with the jape. And holy shit, you guys, this one this one did it to me. Like it hit me so much harder than the last time I did Hepe. Oh God. I can't even describe to you the feeling of it just trickling down your throat and it being on fire and you needing to like cough and gag and like, oh man, it was not like, I don't, I can't, I can't. It's like, honestly, I actually think that I, I fear that more than the ayahuasca. Like, I don't know what it is. There's just something about it that I'm like, I hate this feeling. I think if you do it in small doses, like the people who practice with Hape on a, on a daily basis or on a weekly basis, like you obviously take a much smaller dose. So for ayahuasca ceremonies, they really just feed it to you because they're you're going to be like blasted off into space and they want you to stay grounded. Um, but yeah, it's for me, it's just not a great experience. I don't know why. Um, anyway, so we did the Hape... Um, set our intentions. I did some journaling and then one by one, we just like went up and got our cups. And I was actually the last one to get my cup, I think, because I was just still so like knocked on my ass from the hepe. I didn't even realize what was going on. Also the fact that they weren't speaking English. So I think if they, if I had been understanding what they were saying, I probably would have clocked on like, oh, it's time to get the Aya. Um, but like the girl next to me was like, yo, you going to get your cup? And I was like, oh shit. So I went and grabbed it and then I just like sat there waiting because I assumed that we were all taking it at the same time. And I like looked over and everyone's just like doing their thing. And I like looked at the girl next to me. I'm like, yo, did you already drink? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, we're not doing it together. She was like, no, like they bless it when you grab it and you just take it. And I was like, oh shit. So then I took my cup. And this time, you guys, my intention was, I was just like, Mother Aya, please heal, like allow me to process, heal, and release anything within me that no longer serves me and please heal my relationship with food because I feel like for the last since I want to say since a little bit before Christmas I've been having just such intense gut issues I don't know why 
It's like no matter how clean I eat, I'm like always bloated and it's just been driving me nuts. I've tried so many different things and nothing's working. So I was like, please just like cleanse me, heal me, you know, let me just like be free and eat. Holy mother trucker. Did she ever deliver? Like I can't even describe to you guys how horrible I felt the entire night. I literally was just sitting there waiting for this to end. So I took my first cup and I started to feel just super, super nauseous. And I started to feel like these like tight knot crampings in my stomach. And like you guys, I grew up lactose intolerant and I've I've basically eaten my way through it, which is not probably not the best thing you should do. But I have had my fair share of like bathroom moments where you've just overloaded on the dairy and you're like, oh, crap, like. I shouldn't have done that. And you have to like run, you know? So I, as soon as I felt this in my stomach, I was like, okay, I know what's happening. With my last IR ceremony, I only had that one purge. And I've heard of people having like bathroom problems on ayahuasca, but no one on my last retreat seemed to have it. So I was like, I don't really know how common it is. And all this, like, I feel it in my stomach and I'm like, okay, this is going to be one of those nights where, you know, I'm having a bathroom release. Great. And I was actually kind of excited because I was like, yes, clean my system, get everything out. Like I want all the parasites if I have any gone. I want all of this, the stuff that's just sitting there that like doesn't get released gone. I was like, just cleanse me. It was almost like I was taking like, what are those things called? Laxatives or something? Like I was like kind of excited to just clear my system, but I felt so nauseous and I was like, what the heck is going on? And like it wasn't, it was a frustrating nauseous because it's like I wasn't purging but I just felt so nauseous that I couldn't move, you know? And as soon as they, as soon as like we took it, they started playing the medicine music and they were going around with sage. Obviously they'd cleansed us beforehand before the happy. Um, and then there was something in this sage that every time I smelt it, it made me feel like 10 times more nauseous. I don't know what the sage was mixed with, but oh my God, I was not Okay. And so I'm like laying there every time they come around with the sage, I'm like covering my face with the blanket and I'm like, please just leave me alone. Like I don't want the sage. Um, and then when they're playing the medicine music, so this shaman, like he speaks to the medicine. So when they play their music or they're doing their chanting or whatever else, like they're speaking to the medicine within you. And every time they played a mother trucking song, I literally felt so much more nauseous. And as soon as they stopped, it would like kind of subside. And as soon as they played again, I felt so sick. And I was like, oh my God, why is this happening to me? Because obviously they're playing the music all night. So I'm laying there slightly dying, just like trying to make it through the nausea feeling. I like don't know what's going on. I'm just like, it was just like the worst I've ever felt in my life. And all of a sudden I realized that I can't breathe. And I was like, holy crap, why can't I breathe? And so I took like a really, really, really big deep breath in and released it. And I like it, like I had to do that like four or five times and I just couldn't catch my breath. And it was like, it lasted like that for about an hour and a half. Like I would just be laying there and I'd realize that I didn't have any air in my system and I'd have to breathe in. And no matter how many times I reminded myself to breathe, I never felt like I had enough air. It was almost like if you took a straw and you were just breathing through a straw the entire time. Like you just, there was just never enough air for my system. It was almost, I almost felt as if I was like having an asthma attack or I was like suffocating in a way. And then eventually it went away, but it was just like the weirdest feeling. I was like, what is going on? Like, why is this happening? And so that was not fun to deal with. 
I still like nothing had happened. I'm still just feeling super sick. I'm having this weird breathing problem. It's also freezing outside. So I'm like, I'm wearing my two pairs of pants again, my leggings and my sweatpants. I'm wearing a tank top, a thermal, a sweater, a jacket. I'm underneath my blanket and I'm still just like shivering. And I can't, I don't know how much, how much time had passed, but they came around to offer the second cup. So again, I took it. I felt super nauseous after and I was like, what the heck's going on? Like if I'm, if I'm feeling this nauseous, why am I not purging? And it honestly, I I just, for the entire night, I just felt so ill. It was like nothing I did made me feel better. I wasn't having any visions. There was nothing like mystical happening in my brain. I was just feeling horrible. And then all of a sudden it like hits me like, okay, bathroom time. So I like pull myself out of my blanket because I don't like, you know, when you're laying in bed and you're trying to sleep and then all of a sudden you have to pee and you're like, oh my God, I don't want to get out of my bed. It's so warm. It's so comfy. Like I don't want to move. I don't have the energy for this. And you like try and hold off as long as you can. That's like how I felt the entire night in on ayahuasca. I want to say after my first bathroom trip, it was like breaking the seal when you're drinking. I Every five minutes, I had to get up and go to the toilet. And it was wild because leading up to the ayahuasca ceremony, like we'd only, we'd been there for probably two days before the night that we did ayahuasca. We were not eating a lot. Like we had a private chef. He was making everything vegan, gluten-free, sugar-free. Nothing was processed. Everything was natural. And he was feeding us lighter meals, like lots of fruit, soups, that kind of stuff to prepare our bodies for this. And then obviously we fasted the day and I'm like, so sure there shouldn't be much in my system. And I just, every time I went, I just could not stop. It was like, I'm trying to just not be graphic about this, but it was the craziest thing. Like it was literally like the medicine was cleansing me from like my head to my toes. Like, I don't know where these things were coming from. But it was like the most unreal thing. And it was like I would force myself to get up. I was so exhausted also. Like every time I get up, I'm super, super dizzy. I'm like I have to like stand there and get my balance a little bit. And then I just like stumble over to the bathroom, use the bathroom, which is only lit by a candle because like there's no fucking way I'm turning on the lights and seeing all the bugs that are in these outdoor bathrooms. Like it's just not necessary when you're already on ayahuasca. And just like you're just struggling to like live, you know, and then you like stumble back, you get back into the blanket and now you're freezing and you're on the freaking floor, like with a yoga mat, but you're on the floor. So you're trying to find a comfy spot, but like nothing's comfy because we're on cement. And it's just like, finally you get there and you like are okay. And you're just like trying to like pass through the night. You're still feeling nauseous because the music's going and all of a sudden, boom, got to go to the bathroom again. And it was literally, I I know I already said this, but it was every five minutes. It was the most insane thing. And then you guys, you guys, what I never, ever, ever thought would ever happen to me in my entire life happened, okay? I got up to go to the bathroom. And literally as I got up, it just started pouring out of me. There was no possible way I could have held it in and so I ran to the bathroom and thankfully it was, it was just like everything that was coming out of me was liquid, which was like, thank fuck. But it was almost like, you know, when you're laughing really hard and you like kind of pee your pants a little bit, that's basically what it was. It was like the tiniest thing, but I was like, oh my God, like I literally at 29 years old, just shit my pants. Like It was fucking wild. 
And so obviously I'm in there. I just like dry it because it's like literally liquid. Put some like toilet paper to cover and just like, you know, like it's like the tiniest little things. So I was like, all right, I guess I'm just going to deal with this. Um, go back to my bed, try and sleep, whatever. And then I at this point was feeling so nauseous. And I was like, I literally remember saying to to the medicine, I was like, why are you doing this to me? I was like, why is this happening to me? Why do I feel so sick? And then there was just this voice in my head saying, this is not all yours. You're being an act of service right now. So she was basically telling me that obviously there's some of my own stuff that I'm releasing, but I'm also releasing for like friends, family, the collective. Like I was releasing more than just my own traumas, which is why it was so hard to deal with because like I was like, there's no way that all of this is mine. Like this is crazy. This, there's so much that I'm feeling right now. This can't all be mine. And it wasn't. And it was funny because as soon as she said that, I had like flashes of specific people popping into my brain. And then it was clear like, oh, I'm, I'm helping to release for these people. So that I actually thought was a really, really cool part of my trip. And then I'm laying there and there was a point where I literally like I came back from the bathroom and I just I couldn't even lie down. Like I just collapsed onto my yoga mat and I was laying in child's pose for like 20 minutes. Like I I couldn't move. Laying down was too much effort. Sitting up was too much effort. Going up to go back to the bathroom was too much effort. I was getting so tired to the point where my eyes wouldn't open And like I was just laying in child's pose trying to survive. And then eventually I made my way to lie down and I start feeling the most nauseous I've ever felt in my entire life. Like I can't even explain to you the feeling. And all of a sudden, like I feel like when you're going to purge, you just kind of have this knowing. And so I was like, fuck, now's my time. And I said in my head, I was like, why are you doing this to me? You know, I don't want to purge. Like just keep giving me bathroom things. Like I don't want to throw up. I don't want to throw up. I literally have this thing with throwing up. I think it's like the worst feeling in the world. And I don't know why, but I feel like I'm just scared of it. Like when I'm on mushrooms, my biggest fear is that I'm going to have to like feel nauseous and throw up somewhere. When I was doing the cambo, like I, I mean, I didn't try to resist the purge, but I was just so scared that I was going to purge into the bucket. Like I just didn't want to. There's something within me that just does not enjoy throwing up which I know sounds wild like who enjoys throwing up but I feel like I literally have like almost a fear of it for some reason so I was like I was like trying to talk her out of it I was like please don't do this to me please don't do this to me you know I hate this you know I don't want this like how can there possibly be anything left in my system like where is like what even is there to throw up like you know literally trying to get the medicine to change its mind which obviously did not work so I like sat up grabbed my bucket had my purge, which I will say was a much nicer purge than the last one. If you recall, the last one, I literally thought I was going to suffocate because every time I tried to breathe, I just threw up more and I couldn't take a breath in for like a solid minute and a half, two minutes of just throwing up. Um, Whereas this time it lasted a little longer. I want to say it lasted about five minutes, but it was like I would purge and then I'd have like 30 seconds to recoup myself and then I would purge and then like another 15, 20 seconds. So It wasn't ideal, but as soon as I purged it, I felt so much relief in the nausea aspect. Oh, every time I smelled the sage, I still wanted to like die. Like it was just, I don't know, that smell was just the worst smell in the entire world that I could have ever put in front of my face. 
but I like the nausea left and I was so grateful. I was like, oh my God, I feel so, like, why did that take me so long to purge? Like I felt so horrible the entire night. Um, and then they came around and offered the third cup and I was like, there's no fucking way. Like if this is how I'm feeling now, I am not putting any more of that medicine into my system. Like I am good. I do not need this. And so I'm like laying down trying to sleep. And of course the bathroom hits me again. And lo and behold, I get up, same shit happens. But this time so much came out. Like I, oh my God, I, I sh- how, like, how do you shit your pants in two nights or two times in one night, like within an hour of each other. But this one, like there was just too much that was coming out. So thank God I was wearing two pairs of pants, y'all. I literally had to go into the bathroom. And so I had to use the light and, oh, you know, I really regret this decision. The biggest fucking spider I've ever seen was on the floor. And I don't know if the medicine just like makes me not scared of things, but I literally kicked it away with my foot. I was like, get the fuck out of my way. Like I have some business to figure out right now. Like I don't need to be dealing with you. And then I never saw it again, but there were so many bugs. But like, so I had to like literally take off my leggings, like clean, put my sweatpants on. Like it was a whole thing to be dealing with when you're on ayahuasca. And at that point I was so tired and my eyes just could not stay open. And I thought to myself, like, there's no way that I can deal with shitting my pants a third time, especially now because I only have one pair of pants left and I'm so tired. Like in my brain, I could not think about going back to my spot on the floor. So I literally like, um, after I like washed my pants and washed my hands, like whatever, I turned off the light in the, in the bathroom. I went back in and I just sat on the toilet and literally like leaned over hands on my, on my thighs, like, or sorry, elbows on my thighs, hands on my head. And I just slept on the toilet for probably like half an hour. And anytime I felt the need to go to the bathroom, I just went. And then I just went back to bed. And I was like, it was actually nice because I was like, A, somehow I feel really comfortable. B, I don't have to deal with getting up and down all the time and see it is 10 times warmer than it is outside. Like I don't, you guys, we did this on the property, right? Like it wasn't like the first time where we had to take a bus out. This was probably 30 steps away from my bedroom. I contemplated so many times being like, should I just get up right now and go to bed? Like I'll like walk to the bathroom, I'll go to the bathroom and then I'll walk from the bathroom to my bed and they'll just think I'm in the bathroom and I can just sleep inside on my mattress, on my bed, actually a lot closer to an indoor bathroom and then I don't have to deal with any of this shit, but I didn't. I'm really, I'm like, I'm proud of myself that I didn't because I came very, very close so many times. But once I started feeling a little bit better, I like got off of the toilet. I like woke myself up, got off the toilet, finally went back to the bed And I just, I tried everything in my soul to fall asleep. I couldn't. It was so cold. I was so uncomfortable. Even though I was like so tired, I just could not knock myself out. And then my bathroom breaks broke up from being like every five, 10 minutes to being maybe every half an hour. And I just remember laying there and like, I would think that I was lying down for so long and I'd open my eyes expecting it to be bright out. And every time I did it, it was still dark. And I was like, how the fuck is it still nighttime? Like the sun rises early. Like why, why is it not light out yet? And I did that like four or five times where I was just like waiting for it to be light. And I opened my eyes and I was just disappointed. 
And at this point, like everyone's passed out. I feel like I'm the only one awake. Half the shamans have disappeared. There's just one facilitator left, like watching us to make sure we're okay. Probably because it was so cold. Yo, the shamans were literally wearing winter jackets and winter boots. Like it was cold. I don't know. I don't know why I wasn't more prepared for this. I should have known mountains. I know this for next time. But oh, man. And then. Yeah, so like every maybe 20 minutes to half an hour, I was getting up, still going to the bathroom. And eventually the sun started to rise and our chef came out with like fresh hot tea, hot cacao. And all I wanted to do was go shower. I was like half the people were awake, half the people weren't. The shamans are going around with more sage and it still made me feel so sick. And I was like, just get away from me. I don't want this. Like it was hard to to tell them like it makes me feel sick. They wouldn't speak English. But I was just like, no, 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 please, no, please, no. And then I like hid my face and they just like laughed and went to the next person. Um, And I just wanted so badly to shower, but I wasn't allowed because we had to wait for everyone to wake up so we could do a sharing circle. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, I literally like, I shit my pants twice. Like, all I want to do is go and shower. Um, But it was really sweet. Like, once everyone started waking up, we were speaking um, just with each other, sharing our experiences. And then the chef came out and um, the shaman was, like, speaking to us and he was translating. And, like, we would say a little bit of our experience and he would translate back to the shaman. And it was a really beautiful sharing circle. And then we eventually just like all grabbed our things. We returned our purges into the earth and cleaned up. And I finally got to shower and it was beautiful. But you know what the crazy thing is, is throughout that whole day, my stomach still wasn't normal. Like I wasn't going to the bathroom very like, you know, like every 10, 15 minutes. But I would say like every like two, maybe three hours, I'd still have to go to the bathroom and have some weird experience. Like it lasted almost the whole day. And then ever since, literally ever since, anytime I eat something processed, my stomach's like, nope, not having it. And it's wild because if I, if I eat clean, like if I'm just eating like fruits and vegetables and very like natural, then I'm fine. And as soon as I, even if I'm eating a stir fry and I add in like a sweet chili sauce, which obviously has like sugar and other stuff in it, my body's like, nope, fuck you. And it's just done with it. So she gave me exactly what I asked for. Like I processed and released so much shit. Like that's, that's all the night was processing and releasing. So she gave me exactly what I wanted. And in a way she has actually healed my stomach with food because I, although when I asked for it, I wanted to be able to eat like whatever I wanted without dealing with feeling sick and stuff. She did heal me because deep down, I don't want to be eating all that processed crap. All I want to be eating is like super clean, super natural. Like, I think this is like a big misconception. Like people will be like, oh, I'm vegan and just assume that it's healthy. But it's like, no, you're still eating fake cheese, fake meats, like all of these like processed wheat, like bread situations. And it's just, it's just full of chemicals and it's not good for us. And I want like, even when I do eat plant-based, like when I eat vegan, I prefer not to eat the fake cheese. Like, and I don't go anywhere near the fake meats. I'll either have tofu or I'll have beans. Like, I just don't even bother because I'm always like, I, if I'm going to be eating something that's meant to taste like chicken, I'd rather just have like an organic grass fed, grass fed, local, like nicely raised 
chicken breast rather than having these like fake meat chemicals into my system. So I think she knew deep down like what it was that I wanted and she's now just forcing me to eat in that path. Like, you know, when you set yourself a goal and you're like, oh yeah, like I'm going to go to the gym like four times this week because you want to go to the gym. You want to be active. Like you want to do right for your body. But then in the moment you're just like, "Eh, I'm going to sit at home and watch a movie and eat a pizza. It's like, She's now being that that thing that is forcing me to actually stick to what it is that I said I want and what I know that I want deep down. So it's pretty cool. Um, and then I found out the next day that that moment when I couldn't breathe was me releasing some trauma that an ex had passed on to me while we were together. Um, because it's just, it's so crazy. Like, I don't, I don't think I've talked about this on the podcast before, but like everything is energy, right? And you have to be so careful with who you share your energy with, especially when you're in a relationship and you're like having sex with someone is like the biggest, most sacred energy exchange you could ever have. And so you need to be careful about who you're sharing yourself with in that way, because you guys are exchanging energy. It's like, it's a portal into your energy field. And through our relations, he had passed on some of his trauma to me through smoking because he's a smoker. Um, The whole time I was trying to get him to quit, obviously that didn't happen. But it was the weakness of his lungs that had been passed on from him into me. And that's what I had been dealing with. And it's crazy because I never had a problem inhaling anything. Like in, in high school and university, I would like smoke weed and it was fine. And then since being with him, I'd like really struggled. Like anytime I tried to smoke some weed here, it was like I could barely hold it in. I was coughing so quickly. The two times I tried DMT, it like didn't really work. And I wasn't understanding what was happening. And then I, it like after this, when I like after I'd released it all and realized that it was the connection to that, I was like, holy crap, this makes so much sense. Like it had a, literally affected my lungs. And so she was getting me to release that. So All in all, even though it wasn't like the typical like blast off into space, super, super magical, mystical, whatever experience, it was still such a healing experience for me. I released so much for myself, for others. There were so many energetic upgrades within my body and within my system, and I was able to purge so much of the toxins out. But the reason that I really wanted to share this with you guys is to show you that like not to have expectations, like when you're going into a plant medicine ceremony, or even if you're like going into a meditation or whatever it is, you can't have expectations for it because it's never going to be exactly what you think it will. And even if you've done it before, like no two trips are ever going to be the same. So when you're going into something, you really just need to release control and surrender to whatever experience it is that you're going to have and just know that whatever the medicine gives you or whatever the universe is giving you at that time is exactly what you need in your life and it's there to teach you something whether or not you see it at that moment. So that is my story of my second ayahuasca ceremony. I don't think I'm going to be doing it for a while. I think that I've had you know, like I've done my time with, with the plant medicines and I feel really good at where I'm at in life right now. And I think it's time to just focus on me and my personal development and, um, like stepping into my power. And I, I think I might just chill on the psychedelics for a bit. I think I'm good for, for most of like the healing purposes of it, which is amazing. And yeah, 
So that's basically it. If you guys have any questions, of course, feel free. You can reach out to me on Instagram at I am dot Alexis Christine. It's the same for TikTok. The podcast page is the Just Like You Show on Instagram. And if you like this, please leave us a review. It goes a long way if you guys like and share. And I just want to help as many people as I can on this journey. So I hope you guys have a wonderful, wonderful day coming from someone just like you.